Yeah, hello, here is Elizabeth Holman. Uh, today I wanted to talk about racism and therapy and uh, and also how uh, people who are, uh, let's say people who are not originally from Germany, uh, how they are assessing or how are they able to really assess uh, uh, the medical services in terms of culturally sensitive, uh, synthesized services when it comes to uh, mental health. Now, um, I want to read something, actually, uh, that a teacher asked their class to do, an exercise that a teacher asked their class to do. A teacher, a teacher was teaching her class about bullying and gave them the following exercise to perform. She had the children take a piece of paper and told them to crumple it up, step on it, and really mess it up. But be careful not to rip it up. Then she told them, unfold the paper, smooth it out, and look at how scarred and dirty it was. She then told them to tell it they are sorry. Now, even though they said it, they were sorry and tried to fix the paper. She pointed out all the scars they left behind. And that those scars will never go away, no matter how hard they tried to fix it. That's it. That is what happens when a child bullies another child. They may say they are sorry, but the scars are there forever. The look and the faces on the children's, uh, of the children in the classroom told her the message hit home. Now, when I think about this and I think about racism, I ask myself several times, what actually happens? To people, I want to now go in and look at a segment of people, and that is uh, black people who experience on long periods of times racism, where you know if you're leaving the door of your of your house, your doorstep, you are going to get out there into the world, and the skin is that one skin. I want to call this the pain of our skin, because the pain of our skin takes you years and years of trying to fit in, trying to do things so that you don't stand out, so that people eventually leave you alone. But what, it, what really actually then happens is that it leaves scars. Scars, and in some people, in some cases that I've come across, people suffer psychological impact due to this. You find that people have, uh, people go into depression some people have burnouts because of the the never-ending stressed situation that they are exposed in. So as I was as I was researching, I also came across a book that I've that has really challenged me. Uh, it's been written by a very young author called Rennie Edo Lodge, and it says why I no longer talking to white people about race. And in this book, she being black gave the perspective of just exactly what she went through trying to attempt to argue her way out into why racism is has its uh, emotional effect leaves scars in our emotion now my thoughts are if somebody is suffering now here as a result of racism and a doctor determines that the person then needs therapy and this person goes to a doctor who is 
let me just call it for lack of a better word, a white doctor. And the reason why this girl also roped is that she's tired is because the lack of ability of white people to really understand exactly how they are navigating with the privileges they have amongst other communities. So now this patient goes to the doctor who is supposedly white and tries to explain to them exactly what they have been going through in terms of racial discrimination. Um, at most times I would think that the doctor would be out trying to defend because this is what most people are going to do, defend people of their, of their own people. But how then does this help the person who has already got a scar in their, in their emotions in terms of understanding just exactly how painful they've been experiencing the racial uh, discrimination? I am just wondering exactly if there have been any figures as such that reflect as to how many people with color go seek therapy and are met with, for lack of insufficient, um, um, let's say, migrant therapists, but ex encounter white therapists who are not going to be related, uh, who are not going to be able to relate or to resonate to exactly what they are feeling. I'm wondering just exactly how how is this helping? And is this the reason why we find so many Africans or people of African origins, for that matter, getting more medical uh, medicines to help them cope with their depressions as opposed to others who mm -hmm. under normal circumstances be taken to, um, to a therapist. And depending on what type of ther therapy they would be available, they would not necessarily have to take medication. So this is something that is preoccupying my mind and I'm just wondering if there is anybody out there that can resonate to uh, what I'm talking about um, how they see uh, therapy in terms of of helping them cope with uh, the emotional scars that have experienced for the from the very same people that have been that have inflicted that pain are the very same people that are supposed to be uh, attempting because I do not want to say that they may not be aware of their position if they have not been synthesized in terms of white privilege and this is what I'm calling the critical whiteness so they may not be are really actually aware that they they are uh, never going to be able to solve this problem if they are not able to uh, to cross the floor and look at life from the eyes of uh, somebody who is experiencing um, racial discrimination. Racial discrimination is something that uh, a lot of people are going to be saying, well, I do not discriminate. But until you really find the definition of racism and the definition of privilege, where you find exactly where is your place in it, if you are white and if you're not white, uh, your maybe uh, people of uh, African origin, you're going to find that there is going to be a big gap that needs to be first of all uh, bridged before we can come into term into a position where we are talking on 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 the level on a pair in terms of saying yes, I do understand and no, I am white, I am not racial, 
but I cannot be able to understand, I, I cannot be able to fathom exactly what you're going through. So I may not be the right person to, to, to you know, to take up the therapy or, or to be the person to help you overcome uh, this depression. That's just something that has been occupying my mind. I'm still doing a lot of research on it. And I'd be really interested to know uh, how many people have experienced, are there any person that has ever experienced this, been to a therapist and not been able to get treatment simply because the setup, let me just call it, the setup was just not conducive uh, in terms of uh, them taking up that uh, therapy. So um, I, I look forward to hearing from you and any, any other points, any other um, information in this regard, because I tend to, I would like to take this up to some higher level. Uh, if this is the case, then it needs to really be addressed. Thank you.